Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you ever attended Zion, then you know Beverly. Even if you don't know what she looked like, or if you never met her, you know her because you know her voice. She loved music, and that was evident. And she loved singing, and she loved specifically singing hymns. In fact, whenever I would visit her, this is how our time was spent. 10% of our time was spent laughing, mostly her making fun of me. Uh, The other 10% was hearing the Word of God and going through the service. And then 80% of the time was spent singing to one another. We'd each pick up the hymnal, and we'd thumb through it, and we'd sing hymns to one another. And she would teach me hymns that I didn't know, and then I would teach her hymns that she didn't know. Back and forth we went, and two hours went by singing and singing. And if you're a Christian, this should be of no surprise to you. Because your life should be filled with singing to God, no matter how good you sing or poorly you sing. The Apostle Paul encourages us, address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. And in the Old Testament, when the Holy Spirit departed from Saul and when he was tormented by an evil spirit, and when he had anguish and suffering on his hands, what was the one thing that helped him? David, the little shepherd boy, who went to him playing the lyre, And singing the word of God. And when he did this, the Bible says that Saul was refreshed and his soul was well and the wicked spirit departed from him. And when the apostle Paul and Silas were stripped and beaten and flogged and thrown into jail and chained to the floor, what did they do? They prayed and they sang hymns to God. And on the night when Jesus was betrayed and before he faced his greatest greatest anguish and sorrow, what did he do? He sang a hymn with his disciples and then departed to the Mount of Olives. And what does St. John reveal to us about heaven in the book of Revelation as was just read here moments ago? As you heard in the epistle reading, the saints of God sang a new song before the throne of God day and night. Think about it. There's an entire book of the Bible of just music, of just songs, the Psalms. And this is why Dr. Martin Luther said, next to the word of God, music deserves the highest praise. And he also said this, which I quoted to Beverly and she loved it. Luther says, I have no use for cranks who despise music because music is a gift of God. Music drives away the devil and makes people joyful. They forget all wrath, all unchastity, all arrogance and the like. As a good Christian Lutheran, Beverly knew all of this. And you knew what was in in her heart because she joyfully sang it with her mouth. She loved singing hymns to God who created her, who redeemed her, and sanctified her. And out of all the hymns she loved, she loved one above all others. And it's the hymn we just sang, Be Still My Soul, which was written by a Lutheran. And no matter how many hymns we sang together, Beverly refused to let me leave every time unless I sang that hymn to her. What's more is that in the last hours of life, while she was breathing her last, while she was dying and being released from all of her cares, Robin, who was sitting right here, her daughter and I, sang this hymn to her. This was the final hymn she heard. So listen to the words again. 
Be still, my soul, the Lord is on your side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to your God to order and provide in every change he faithful will remain. Be still, my soul, your blessed, your heavenly friend, through thorny ways leads to a joyful end. Be still, my soul, your God does undertake to guide the future as he has the past. Your hope, your confidence, let nothing shake. All now mysterious shall be bright at last. Be still, my soul, the waves and winds still know his voice who ruled them while he dwelt below. Be still, my soul, though dearest friends depart, all and all is darkened in this veil of tears. Then you shall better know his love, his heart, who comes to soothe your sorrows and your fears. Be still, my soul, your Jesus can repay. From his own fullness, all he takes away. Be still, my soul, the hour is hastening on when we shall be forever with the Lord. When disappointment, grief, and fear are gone, sorrow forgot, love's purest joys restored. Be still, my soul, when change and tears are past, all safe and blessed, we shall meet at last. Beverly took these words to heart, and from the abundance of her heart, her mouth spoke and sang these words. And in her final months and weeks, while she knew her body was wasting away and that death was near, she would constantly say this to me. Pastor, I'm not afraid. Pastor, I'm not afraid anymore. If God is for me, who can be against me? To which I would reply with tears, amen. Because I had nothing else to say. And we would sing this hymn and many others to God because she would say, he is so good to us. And she especially loved the words, the Lord is on your side. And it's true. The Lord was on our side. The Lord was on Beverly's side. He was on her side when he took on flesh and was made man for her. He was on her side when he sweat drops of blood at the thought of the pain he would endure. He was on his, her side when bruised and mauled with whips and rods for her. He was on her side when his brow was covered with thorns. He was on her side when he hugged his cross and carried it to Calvary. He was on her side when he was mocked and spit upon and nailed to that cross. He was on her side when he let his side be pierced with a spear. And he was on her side when in his innocence poured out every drop of his blood for her. He was on her side when he endured the wrath of God for all sin to bless Beverly with salvation. He was on her side when he sang his love for her on the cross, crying out for, his, for her forgiveness from his mouth. He was on her side when he baptized her into the holy, holy, holy name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, washing away all of her sins. He was on her side when he spoke his undying love for her, when he spoke his forgiveness into her ear, week after week. He was on her side when he gave her his very flesh and blood into her own flesh to eat and to drink for the forgiveness of all of her sins. He was on her side since before the foundation of this world when he decided to leave his throne in heaven to join her in this veil of tears to save her. And what is true of her is also true for you. What Christ did, he did for all. He didn't do this for us simply out of the goodness of our hearts. He did this because of the goodness in his heart. 
Christ left all his glory and righteousness and bliss of heaven and endured the humiliation and agony of this life because he loved you, because he absolutely adores you. He found you to be more valuable, more precious, more beautiful than all the silver and gold and the glory of heaven. He endured all the shame and scorn and pain so that he could bless you and me and Beverly. And he did this freely to give you eternal life. And so it's for this reason, his salvation to us, this is why we sing. And when we hear this great and beautiful news, we can't help but sing praises to the God who saved us. And this is the very content of the service. Christ's work on the cross is the object of our faith. It's the reason for our singing. And this is why Beverly would sing. And now everything has changed. And things aren't the same anymore. And even though Beverly loved this hymn with all her heart, she won't be singing it anymore. But not for the reason you think. She won't be singing this hymn anymore because she won't need to. Because now she sings a new song. She won't need to tell her soul to be still ever again because it will never be troubled. She won't need to say that the Lord is on her side because now she is on the Lord's side. He joined himself to her here in time so that she would be with him in eternity. He united himself to her in a death like hers so that she would be united to him in a resurrection like his. While she was still in this veil of tears, she sang hymns of what was to come, but now, alleluia, she sings a new song. She sings hymns of not what, what will come, but of what is. She sings songs that we ourselves can't sing yet. She doesn't sing about what she believes. She sings of what she now sees. She doesn't have to pray, thy kingdom come, because his kingdom has already come to her. She doesn't have to pray, deliver us from evil anymore because she has been delivered in the most beautiful way by the wounds of her dear Lord. She has nothing else to be delivered from ever again. All of her pain, all of her suffering, all of her sorrow, all of her depression, all of her sadness, all of her loneliness are left and lifeless in the grave, never to return to her again. Her faith and her hope have come now to an end. She has no need for faith because she sees. She has no need for hope because she has. And God's word is true. Jesus not only gave his life for Beverly, he blessed her with the faith to believe that everything he did he did for her. He blessed her at her baptism. He blessed her here in this church and with the Lord's Supper. In the midst of all grief and woe, Christ bound and cheered her broken heart with his salvation and forgiveness. While her body was being emptied of its life, he filled her eyes and her ears with hope as he sent his holy angels to carry her home. So if you take anything away with you now, if you remember anything today, if you learn anything from Beverly, then you learn this. You learn to sing to the Lord of his great love for you. You learn to have his word in your ears and on your lips day and night. In your moments of deepest misery and pain, then you sing to God what he first sang to you. 
his forgiveness, life, and salvation. In the moments of doubt and despair, you hear the, the, the song of hope and the salvation that Christ sang to you with all his voice on the cross with his wounds. You sing the song of eternal life that Christ wrote for you with the ink of his blood. You confess it with all your might and you sing at the top of your lungs with the utmost joy. You rejoice because, dear saints, Beverly's baptism is now complete. What she sang about, she now sees and has. God joined her to the host of heaven, and now she is numbered with his saints forever. He has joined her voice to the immortal choir of angels and the martyrs of heaven as they cast their crowns before his throne, singing day and night, Worthy are you, our Lord, our God, to receive all glory and honor and power. So, dear saints, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.